Yo. Kendra Fierce, what it do? What it do, BD? Man, I'm out here living my best life, my best quarantine life. Come out to the backyard to get some fresh air, you know? Okay, yeah, I was just outside. It got cold, so I, I ran back in the house. I can't do that. Yeah, I put a jacket on. Actually, it's more like a blanket jacket, but, you know, I'll, I'll be set. Definitely. So, what up, everybody? This is your boy, BD, and this is another installment of BD's Universe podcast. I am joined by a very special guest, the one and only Kendra Fritz. What? What's up, guys? A.K.A. Kendra Fierce. That's another story you might hear it today. But anyway, we have a plethora of things to go over. And Kendra, why don't you give everybody like a short introduction of yourself? Let them know who you are. What it is that you do? Go right ahead. Okay, so my name's Kendra. As you guys know, Kendra Fierce. Um, but basically, I'm 21 years old um, and I own a financial services company. And so that's what I do for a living. It's very exciting and fun. And I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, another thing about me, I love coffee. So there you go. Definitely, definitely love coffee. Definitely that. <laughs> but, um, I like telling my viewers a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of uh, funny stories. So do you remember how we actually met? I was trying to think about that earlier and I was like, okay, how did I meet BD? And the only thing I remember is it had to have been at the office, right? Yeah, that's when we met officially, yeah. Because I had, I had heard so many things about you. People were like, oh my gosh, you you got to meet BD. He's super hype. He's funny. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm totally down. I love people like that. But you're like on a whole other level. Like when I met you, I was like, oh, dang, this guy, how does he, how does he get that excited? So you like totally pumped me up. I think you just came in running. Like you just were running in. I think you were emceeing for the night or something like that. And yeah, that's how I met you. I was like, this guy's cool. Was that the first time when they had me? Um, was it when Johnny Tanisha they were running? The, um, they were. Running I think an op so. Night, I right? think they were running an op night, and I was new in the business. And I think you were you were emceeing the whole thing. Yeah, that's right. Cause I, I did no production, but they're like. I don't care. You're, <laughs> you're super yeah, but hyped. I didn't know that. I was like, "Ooh, this guy's cool." Because I was looking at them like, "Yeah, Chris, you're gonna host it." I'm like, "Uh, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do no numbers this week. I can't get on there." They're like, <laughs> "Uh, we don't care. We need the energy." All right, bet. And I brought it like I wrote ten thousand in premium. You totally did. If you if if I didn't know, I would have thought that you totally did ten thousand that month. That you were a killer, like RVP. You know? Yeah. No, that was back in my heyday. That was back in my heyday. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, like I love the financial services business, but for me, I that grind is another grind. If you're not ready for it, yeah, it's a whole other level. But I loved Absolutely. it when I was in it. There you go. I'm on another. I want a different grind right now. I'm on a oh, different heck grind yeah. right now, man. But it, know what? I put it like this: being in the, in the financial services industry, it set me up to do what I'm doing now to have the right mindset. Because if I didn't oh, go absolutely. through that, there would be no way I would be thinking about doing the stuff I'm doing now. But it was a hell of a ride, and I got stories for days. I know you, you and Alicia have told me some of them, and <laughs> I, yeah, I can't, I can't believe you went through some of the stuff you oh did on your appointments. But <laughs> oh my god, oh my god! But uh, yeah, so we met at the, uh, at the office, and well, this okay. The first time I saw you though, um, you came with the church with Tanisha. And, oh right! But it was so crazy <clears throat> because anybody who knows me. 
when I do my comedy, I'm very observant when in church because I've been in church my whole life. So I'm always looking around. And when I first seen you, I only saw the back of your head. <laughs> and you had like the curly, wavy hair. And I don't know why, but I thought you were black. Oh, you know what? It's funny. Most people ask me, they're like, so what are you mixed with? I'm like, uh, white? Yeah. I was like, but here's the thing though. But like when I actually met you, I'm like, that's not the same girl. So this is like, yeah, this is the same girl I brought to church on Sunday. I'm like, no, no, this girl's white. The other girl was black. She's like, no, this is the same girl. And I'm like, how did I think <laughs> you were black? When like I think it was like January or February where like we met you. So yeah, like, because I joined in January of 2018. So I I think I went to church with them like a couple weeks after I joined. Yeah, it was crazy because I'm like, she couldn't have got a tan because it wasn't hot. <laughs> so like, how did I think she was black? Oh my gosh. So, no, it, it's beyond. No, I, we're probably hanging out with Tasha a lot. And so like yeah. the blackness probably rubbed the bla- off. It just rubbed off, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that's what it was. But then like, as I, as I actually got to know you and talked to you, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, she's definitely not black. She's definitely not. But uh, it's all right, though. It's all right, though. But the best thing about it is, when it comes to you and dancing, <laughs> the best entertainment I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I own my terrible dance moves as if, like, I'm on Dancing with the Stars, so. That's what makes it so funny, because, like, the fact that you commit to dancing bad, and you're like, and what? I just did that? What you gonna do about it? And, like, you can't do nothing about it, because you own it so well. You know what I think it is, though? Honestly, I think it's my facial expressions that really make it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I just, I just look like I'm ready to, like, like, I have my A-game face on, you know? Like, this is, this is about to go down, and you're about to experience this with me. Yeah, it's like you got served on, like, another level. <laughs> oh, my, and then I added, I, I just created a TikTok the other day, so just get ready. Yeah, like, you're, like, low-key TikTok famous. I know, I was telling, um, Tanisha the other day, actually, I was like, watch, bet, I'm gonna be TikTok famous in about a month, just wait. Yeah, you and today, it's like, it's gonna happen. That's, that's what I was saying. I mean, I, I plan on getting famous in so many different ways, but I never thought TikTok would be one. Yeah, like my old self, I, I downloaded TikTok, but I didn't actually set it up. So I'm like, Chris, you could barely use Instagram. <laughs> like, stay in your lane. Just stay in your lane. This is for the younger yeah. folks. They know what they're doing. I'm not that tech savvy. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, so I'm just going to stay out of that. Like, I, a part of me wants to do it, but I'm like, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. You know... Yeah, you're. Pro- I was gonna try to be nice, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so, um, I got a couple questions for you. Though. The first one, like, so Go what, for are, it. what are your thoughts on the whole COVID 19 situation right now? You know what? That's really funny because I get a lot of people asking me that, and I keep telling people I think it's a blessing in disguise, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's allowed me to do so many things that I never thought would happen, like, um. I mean, even like as far as the business goes, we're able to do everything from home, which is pretty awesome. And it's probably going to just turn out being that way anyways. But um, it's allowing me to get a lot closer to the Lord, which is great because um, I think it's funny because a lot of times people are like worried right now as far as like losing their job or having less hours. And um, 
yeah, that's a scary thought. But at the same time, it allows you to to do so many other things that you never thought you would do. So I've always maintained a positive outlook a, a, like upon it. But at the same time, you do want to be careful. You don't want to just be, be stupid and go out there and just expose yourself to everybody. But um, I don't think there's any reason for people to think negatively about the situation because there's so many other good things that can happen from it, you know? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Like me, I look at the, uh, the side. I, look, I find funny and everything. And so I was telling my wife the other day that um, two things are going to happen in about 10 months. There's going to be a baby boom because everybody's doing the nasty because they're together all the time. Oh, God. And there's going to be divorces. Yeah, you know what? Because yeah. it's going to happen. Like when you get married, you only see your spouse maybe six, four to six hours a day because just work, there's kids, all this other stuff. So you don't really see them that much. Now you got to spend a full 24 hours with that person. It's different. It's yeah, different. you know like, what? Wow, this is, this makes so me loud. like glad that I don't have a spouse right now because there's been times where I'm like, I'm a little lonely, Lord. Please bring me somebody. But you know what? If I was with somebody now, whoo, I would not want to be quarantined with them. Yeah, like my, like me and my wife were both getting on each other's nerves every single day, all day. And it's like, she's like, you don't talk to me. I'm like, we were just talking. Like, I don't, <laughs> like stop it. Or like, I'll just look. I'll just look at her, and like first she thinks she's cute. It's like, okay, you're getting creepy. Stop looking at me like that. Stop trying to make the sex. Yeah, face. but do you Get like bu- do you like bug your eyes out and like make a weird face at her? Because I could see that. No, no, actually, I haven't did that in a while. Oh, I haven't did that you? in a while. You know, it's it's a whole thing. It's like you know what? I realize I look like my my dad when I do that. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Not the best influence. I'm gonna oh, bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. But yeah. So the whole thing with the whole COVID-16, coronavirus. COVID-16 shows how much you're paying attention. <laughs> is it, what is it called? COVID-19. Oh, yeah, 19. Same thing. You know, oh, my gosh. It is what it is. Uh, I took it as a joke. I'm like, oh, the government's being funny, whatever. I kind of like, thought that at first, too, to be honest. Yeah, they're like, I was at work. And they're like, yeah, we're closed the next three weeks. So I'm like, hold up. What are we talking about? What's going on? They're like, yeah, kids are out of school for a month. Wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, I got to see my kids every day, all day. I wasn't prepared for this. Wasn't prepared to be that kind of parent. Wasn't prepared for yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think anybody but, was. Yeah, no, no. Because I didn't realize how much my children actually eat. And I'm like, wow, you guys are like really on another level. You have to like get to know your children again over again. Because you're like, who are you? Like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Like, seriously. And I have a teenager. So like, yeah, he doesn't no. even know who he is. Yeah, so, that's like, rough. It's just weird. The, the hardest part is when they, because uh, we know we're doing church through, uh, it's like on YouTube and Facebook Live. Yeah. So like I'm, we're watching it and like he asks questions because now he has to sit through the sermon instead of going to like class with the kids. Oh, he actually has to pay attention now. Yeah, but he's like asking like some real questions and I'm like, I don't have the answers. You're, I am like, not I a theologian, okay? Yes, like, dude, I'm not equipped to ask. Like, he's asking, like, serious questions that is, like, like, he's having a one-on-one conversation with the pastor. I'm like, bro. You're like, like here, here's the pastor's number. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, bro, like, read the Bible. He's like, yeah, but, like, what, like what's before God, though? Like, who created God? Oh, I'm like, bro, geez. nobody. But, like, I don't know how to accurately explain that to my son. Right. I'm just like, just take my word for it. He's like, no, but, like, tell me, like. It's an like answer, where right? can I find that right yeah like, where's the information just uh, like, just put me in the right direction I'm like look son just go to bed just go to bed <laughs> and I, I will talk about it later yeah so that's that's my whole life right there um, 
I'll pull up other questions for you. Let's see here. And yeah, All right. that's crazy. So, uh, how did you get into uh, into entrepreneurship? So, I love telling this story because I did not see myself doing this. Um, I mean, now that I'm in it, I realized it's totally like my life purpose. But um, basically, I used to work at the Cheesecake Factory and I was a server. And I loved what I did at the time. I was moving up fairly quickly and I thought I was the ish. I thought I was awesome. And I was going to school at the time to um, actually be an elementary school teacher. And so I thought I had my whole life planned out. And then I had a friend who also worked at the Cheesecake Factory. And she actually got started in this business in financial services. And she was inviting me to go to one of the meetings with her for like three months. And I kept blowing her off. I was like, nah, I'm busy. I mean, sometimes I had legit reasons because I was serving in the youth group at my old church at the time. And that was on the nights they had meetings. So I was like, cool, I have an excuse. Like, I don't have to go. Until one day we were off for like winter break or something. And she figured that out. And so she came to my house and picked me up and she took me to Ontario to go to one of these meetings. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. I'll go support you because I do support you. And after the meeting, I just remember them asking me. They're like, so because at the end of the meeting, our coach closes out and he goes, okay, so like I could coach you and train you. What would stop you from getting started? And I looked at him and I was like, well, nothing. Because in my mind, I'm like, nothing would stop me from getting like nothing would. And so at the end afterwards, Johnny and Tanisha come up to me. They're like, so you're getting started with us right now? Like, okay, let's go fill out your application. And I was like, uh, what? I was like, I was not expecting this. And so I I ended up talking with Tanisha and I met up with her the next day at Starbucks and funny story, backstory, my mom, um, I had told her I was going to go to a meeting with um, my friend's trainer the next day and I had texted her all this at night because she was asleep already for work and so in the morning I get a text from her after she's at work and she goes, do not go to this meeting, they're going to, they're like, they're, they're trained to talk you into doing things like it's, don't do it, it's a scam, all of this, right? And I was like, well, mom. I'm a person of my word. So I told her I was going to be at this meeting. I'm going to go, even if it's just to get information, like I don't have to sign up. I'm just going to go get information. And she's like, you're going to waste your time, la la la. Anyways, I didn't listen to my mom. I ended up going anyways. And Tanisha did like a one-on-one with me and she showed me in better detail. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like I gave her all the objections. Like I don't have time, which was BS. Cause I'm out with my friends all the time when I'm not at work. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have time. I was like, I, I don't know if I can do it. And she's like, um, can I ask you a question? Can I just be straight up with you? And she goes, and I was like, yeah. She goes, are you just scared? And I was like, to be honest, yeah. And my mom told me she's like, basically my mom is probably going to kill me if I get started. And she, she asked me, she was like, so does your mom make decisions for you or do you? And I was like, oh shoot. I was like, my mom doesn't do nothing. Like she, she doesn't <laughs> control my life. So I was like, you know what? Here's my credit card. I'm going to get started. And so I did. And two, two years later now, I'm licensed and I'm one contract away from being a vice president in the company. So, yeah, that's how I got started. But I, to be honest, if, I, if they would have let me say no and they would have just let me move on with my life, I, who knows where the heck my life would be right now? We would have never met. This is true. This, this is facts. This is so, facts. Yeah. Like, that's it's so crazy because, like, my story is actually kind of similar to yours about entrepreneurship because actually I, I got introduced to the financial services before but I was like 18 this is many 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 moons ago you guys I'm <laughs> much older what and, are you talking about I thought you were like 23 yeah my knees don't feel like it though my <laughs> knees uh, don't feel like it but um, 
So I was introduced to the, to the whole side of the industry, and I'm just like, yeah, but I'm 18. I thought I had it made because I was right working fresh out of high school, had a full time job. I was making a thousand dollars a month, and I Ooh, thought big baller. I was the stuff. I'm like, what? Psh, easy money, run it. I'm right. I don't need no help. Whatever. So, and then like a couple years, I've heard about getting to the industry multiple times. People try to get me in. I'm like, no. But then my whole boy hit me up. He was like, yo, dude, come to this meeting. I'm like, bro, all right, whatever. Because he said he's going to buy church chicken. That's obviously the reason why I went. <laughs> You're like, I'm there. Food, yes. Yeah, because like, there's not a church's chicken where we live. So I'm like, yeah, that's it's true. on the way. I'm like, oh, bet. You're paying? Done. Pick me up at five. So went and I'm listening to the whole meeting and Johnny closed it out. And nice. I was, I don't, mind you, I'm taking notes. Like, I had a whole notebook. No freaking way. I was in the second row, had a notebook. I'm taking notes. Like, okay. Because everything they're saying made total sense. I'm like, right. Yeah, I do need this stuff. Yeah, you're right. This is never going to go out of style. Everybody needs insurances. Everybody needs to save money. You're right. You never have a downtime. And so Johnny was talking about how much you can get paid. And I just looked at him. I'm just looking at all the numbers. I'm like, if 25% of this is true, <laughs> I'm in. Like, that's it. Like, I don't need right. to make. I don't need to make a hundred thousand. Like if I can make an extra five grand, we're we're in the game. Like, I don't right. care. It was like I was thinking was so small. Like if I can make an extra two hundred bucks a month, that's easy. Bet. Yeah. Like I'm saving money. I can like go to McDonald's and not trip out because I don't have any money. <laughs> right. Like cool. I'm signing up. And so when I got into it, being under being with Giant Tanisha, with like training you. First of all, like the whole my whole training was a, was an experience. I don't know if they told you. I've heard some story. I mean, you guys have even told oh me some God. stories. So I, it's funny. Yeah, like so, like they had just became vice president, so they had the big boy contract, making got it. buku money, and they this one they got. I think they got me, Tasha, and like two or three other couples at the time. We're all being trained. I think they wrote like twenty two thousand in production that month. Damn. I don't know how they slept because like they probably didn't. Like it was, it was crazy. Like we were going everywhere, doing appointments, getting our promotion. I was making money in my trading, in my unlicensed stage. Right. I think I got a check for like a thousand dollars. My first check it was like a thousand dollars. When cool. I tell you, I went to work talking so much crap, like. Yo, Bro, I, I quit my job three months after being licensed. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Dude, I was to the point where it was like, I was looking at my coworkers like, y'all, duh. I just made a grant. No, straight up. I like, like totally cut off my, those people. I was like, y'all are stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you know, me being scary, I didn't want to quit. Because I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. my job is still paying me more. It's like, but it's cool to get this extra grant. Until, you know, like six months later, like they just fired me. I'm like, oh. Oh. That's. That's what we're doing. Okay. Y'all really felt some type of way, huh? All right. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, so like, I, but the whole thing with entrepreneurship, like, just being around the environment, what it was for me is seeing the other side, like, seeing people know they can, like, they can swipe their debit card or credit card and think nothing of it, or knowing they can travel, or knowing they can live where they want to live instead of just being, uh, having your paycheck control your life. Right. So now, expand. Now, me and my wife are on a whole entrepreneur thing. We're doing our side hustle. I know, I love it. Like, it's and it brings me joy. Like I used to be in the kitchen working for somebody else. I hated it. Right. Now, I could literally be cooking chicken all day, bro. And your chicken is fire. I mean, you know, 
no lies are told here. Fire. Dynasty Wings, y'all. You better get some chicken. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, at Dynasty Wings. Uh, just saying. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it so, is. I could do that all day. And, like, at the end of the day, I'll be tired. But I'll be like, I feel good. Like, cause But all it's like money- that good tired. Like, you can go to yeah. sleep peaceful, knowing you did yeah. something. And then knowing how much I made, I'm like, because I ran all the numbers of my old job, uh, like, how to do, like, you know, call, food costs and all that. Yeah. And now I do it for myself. And I'm like, oh, I just made X amount of dollars. Okay, cool. Awesome. This is great. And I, I don't feel like I cheated people because I give out a good product. I'm not cutting any corners. Right. And I just feel better about it. And I'm like, well, I made three times as much what I would make working for somebody for eight hours. So Praise Jesus. It's totally fine. Entrepreneurship is so cool. It's I mean, really, who's going to pay you what you're worth? Not a job. Seriously. Like, I, I finally came to that realization like last, about October or November of last year. Like, wow. I like had a whole mental breakdown of my job. Like I, I remember really, that. I, I mean, was I wasn't really, there, but I yeah. I remember it, like seeing you post about it and like just your experience was just so negative. Dude, I was like legit crying. Oh. On my break, like I was just like, I was just sitting there like in tears, like I can't like just gotta be born alive. Like I can't keep going like this. And I remember my boss had called me because I just walked out because I didn't get a break yet. And like the line kept coming, I'm like, that's it. I'm taking my break. I just left the kitchen, and like. My boss called me because she was she got up early. She left, so she calls me. She's like, "Where are you at?" I'm like, "I'm on my break." Well, I need you to go back in because the kitchen's going to hell. I'm like, "So I don't I don't get my thirty minutes because y'all can't handle it." And like, I just started crying. I was like, Aww. "It was horrible." But then I finally got to the realization. I'm like, "You know what? They're not giving me a raise. They're not paying me what I'm worth. Found another job, making two or three dollars more." And then I found another job where I, I have my weekends off, which I really wanted. I didn't want to work nights. I didn't want my weekends off. I have that now. I have the flexibility to work my own business to make extra money. So, like, yes. it's better. It's better. I had to go through what I tell people. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, I believe that 100%. There's, so, like, people don't know, like, 90% of the stuff that I've gone through in my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Like, it's, you're going to go through the crap to be built tough in order to come out on the other side. It's the only way. It literally is. Like, it literally is. You're gonna go through all the negative, the backlash from family. Oh, yeah. Like, my whole mom was talking crap about me starting my own wing business. She's like, Chris, you know what you're doing? I'm like, Mom, I... Yeah. It's I, yeah, it's crazy because you would think the people, especially in your family, like, the ones closest to you would be the most supportive, but most of the time, that is so not the case. Oh yeah, not no, no. And they always want something for free. Yeah. They're like, yeah, give me some chicken. No. No. My I No, my the best support you can get is buying the product from somebody. Exactly. Like, why are you trying to get discounts? Like you gotta prove that you support them by actually purchasing what they're offering to you. That's the best commitment you can give to somebody. Yeah. And like I tell everybody, I'm like, I'm like, but you're going out to KFC and give them your money, no problem. Mm. But you won't give me ten dollars. You tell them, like, no, like I'm sorry, like, there's only two places in the valley or where we live to get chicken wings, as Buffalo Wild Wings and Wingstop, and I just opened up, so I'm the third option. So it's like, and yours are way better. I'm like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna drive 20, 30 minutes from your house to go to Wingstop and spend thirty bucks, and you know me, and I sell the same product. 
come do business with me. Like, I'm not going to be hurt if you go somewhere else, but it's like, right. don't then come to me and try to get something free. When I just saw your Instagram story mm. that you went to Wingstop. Like, no. Right. Like, you can't get any, can't, no discount. I'm sorry. Right. But yeah, I digress. I digress. <laughs> it, it could be a whole thing. Yeah. So, um, another thing for your entrepreneurship, like, how do you overcome being young in an industry that's so old? Right. No, that was definitely a challenge in the beginning because I was 19 when I got started. I mean, I'm 21 now. I'm still really young to be in a financial services industry. And so the way that I overcame that really was just studying and practicing and mastering my craft because I looked at it this way. I was like, if I'm going to gain respect and, you know, like authority over people that are older than me, then I'm going to need to know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, and so what I did is I just started to get really knowledgeable and I started to understand the product so that way I could explain it to them. And once I got that down and the game was over, like I, I literally have clients in their forties and fifties because I helped them understand and educated them on stuff that, that they don't know. And it's crazy because you would think finance like a lot of times people think like oh i got my finances set but when you really put it down on paper it's like uh no you don't like you are a whole lot of screwed up right now but um but yeah basically overcoming that was just i just really had to get good and i I, trust me it took a while because in the beginning i didn't know what the heck i was doing and i screwed up a lot and there was probably clients i could have gotten if i sat down with them now versus when i first started but um but yeah when you're young and you're in the not even just in financial services, but in entrepreneurship at all, you just really got to get good fast. And it's going to take, it takes a lot of hours, a lot of extra time that people don't see. Um, Late nights, early mornings, getting up, going to bed late, just so you can get good. And that's what I did, basically. Like, um, I hope everybody's going to understand all the nuggets you just dropped. I like to call it the, uh, when you say get good fast, I like to call it the the Kobe Bryant method, where like, he he did an interview where he said most people they practice at like 11 o'clock in the morning to like two he said but i'll get up at four right like, i'll go from four to six he's like i'll rest eat practice come back from eight to ten you know he's like you know he's like i spend a little time with my family take a shower and i come back from four to eight that night and he's like yeah you're probably better than me but he's like, think about it. He's like, I'm getting four extra hours of practice every right. day. He's like, you just do that over time. He's like, what's going to happen is I'm going to catch up to you because my practice hours, are, they're going to overtake you. It's going right. to compound and I'm just going to get better. And I really thought about it. I'm like, you're absolutely right. If you put in the time when no one's looking, like if everybody's asleep, if they're not getting up to 11 to go practice and he's already gotten in two workouts right. and he's still going to work out again, He's, he's going to beat you. That's the same thing. We say get good fast. Meaning instead of sitting there watching four or five episodes on like back to back on Netflix or scrolling on Instagram or just out partying with your friends, take sacrifice for like six months to a year to like really just hone your craft and you'll come out looking like, they're like, yo, where have you been? Like, oh, how do you know so much? It's like, well, I read books. Well, I read articles. I, I study and practice my craft and now you're like an OG you're a professional so that's <laughs> yeah, well and it's crazy too because a lo- I lost a lot of I'm gonna be honest I lost a lot of friends when I first started the business because the majority of people would tell me Kendra like you don't even have a life anymore you 
all you do is work you don't even know how to have fun i mean shoot people still tell me that today because they only see really the business side of me they don't take the time to understand who i am as a as a full person but um it's because i'm so focused and i put so much time into what i'm doing that the majority of people or should i say the, the average person um they're not doing that because they don't have large goals you know what i'm saying so it's like it's crazy that how the perspective changes when you're actually in entrepreneurship and you're in the grind because you you start to see the bigger picture and if you yeah like you said the Kobe Bryant like method thing i heard that when i first started and i was like okay if i can do that if i can just put in an extra hour in the morning to practice my presentation yeah i'm not going to get good at it like right away but over time someone who's not doing that i'm going to get way better at them better than them and that's why too like being 21 i'm the top agent on our team and it's like i'm the youngest one you know what i'm saying so that's just because of the amount of time i put in it yeah and like what's um what's so crazy about the weird the industry that you're in is very competitive very it's like what people need what i i want you guys to understand when i say competitive it's like it's all based on production and it used to be when I was in it it was just you go online and you could like you know look at the numbers now it's directly on your phone where like people can challenge you and they can check it like just a click of oh, a button oh yeah no we have like Dude. on our on our app that I had three people challenge me last month and like they're serious they'll text you like oh are you sleeping cuz like I'm ahead of you I mean I ended up beating all three of them but you know what I'm saying like it's like right at your fingertips yeah. people are especially social media people are you don't even have to check like the standings because people post them you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's yeah it's very very competitive with numbers it's it's like it's um like I said you got to be ready for it if you're not if you don't want to be a beast don't go into something not wanting to be the best right like if you want to if you want to be an entrepreneur but you but you want to be mediocre entrepreneurship is not for you i tell people that all the time too i'm like listen like i'll tell my recruits i'm like bro you don't you don't want to put any work but you want to make all the money like you might as well no. just go go to a job where you have to put little effort in and you'll get a paycheck like there's no point in you even giving this a shot and people think i'm harsh but it's i'm just telling you the truth it's, you know it's crazy i tell my son that all the time he's 13 going on 14 and he'll have all these ideas I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I support you. I'm all about entrepreneurship. You want to do something? I'm going to support you. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's put a plan together. And like, he gets looks at me like, I got you. Just give me some money so I can go do it. I'm like, no. Like, write it out. Just go over it to make sure. Like, I want. I'm like, build the foundation. He was like, nah. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, bro, they don't ask for no money. I'm sorry. Like, right. put some work in. Simple work. Just go. Just Google a product. All the information is right there. You have a phone, and you just won't do it. I'm like, well, this ain't for you, bro, and that's okay. Well, that and it's like people spend so much time coming up with the idea. It's like the plan is probably the easiest part after that. You came up with the idea, just write it down. Like, literally, like for me, doing Dynasty Wigs came about. What was it? It was like right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was a couple months ago. It was so quick. Like the turnaround was like instant. My wife was going to a friends' giving with all the women in church. And she's like, I need to bring stuff. I'm like, no, I'm gonna make some chicken wings. I make pretty good wigs. You know what? I'm sick of everybody else having their own business. I'm gonna make my own. I'll sell chicken. So I'm gonna sit off this platter, you know, just to get their mouths wet. When I tell you the next day, it's like, all right, bet. So I need 15 of those. I need. I was getting orders. I'm like, oh, that's snap. awesome. Like, I was not set up. I had no containers. 
I had no supplies, but people were already sending me money. I'm like, I gotta go make this happen. Now it's in action. That is so cool. But like, I put it out there. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll right. Know these days, I know I already had a price for them and everything. So like, I had to just now, I had to go do it. Right. But it's just you. The whole thing about entrepreneurship is it's thought, and then it's action. If you don't have the action, yeah, then just sit out. That is the key part. It's like people think like, oh, I'll just come up with it and then someone else is going to execute it. No, that's not how it works. You got to take the first step. Yes, maybe you'll have people later on that are going to help you, but you got to do it first. Yeah. And another thing, like if people are not going to like invest in you and want to work with you, if they don't see you actually put it in work. Uh, 100%. Exactly. Because when I was in the business, it was so crazy until this, like I'll never forget, like there's people who look great because of their team because their team is doing great and like since you like you got everybody started it's under your name but like right. people start to look at it like dude like I'm out working you like you don't deserve none of the credit like okay and they stop talking to this person like that's how it is like if people see you doing like they see you sitting back they see you not doing production but they're doing work then it's like the respect is gone and like yeah it's wanna, a bad example yeah it's totally a bad example but like um do you do you find it difficult trying to build up others while you're still like growing and learning yourself you know what in the beginning i had a bit of a challenge with that because i like being young i had to i had to put a lot of work into myself in order to be able to i mean i'm a natural encourager like that's one of my god-given gifts so i can encourage people very easily um but I really had to level up my mindset. So that way, uh, when I had other people like on my team that were going through challenges, like instead of just sympathizing with them, because I mean, yes, you want to sympathize with people, but you also want to be at a higher level so that that way you can have the ability to uplift them during that time rather than just saying like, oh, it's okay. Or, you know, you'll get through it. It's like, no, you got to really level up your mindset to be able to, to tell them like straight up, like, okay, yeah, this is going on, but this is how you can overcome it. Or just maybe you can do take this approach or, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it was challenging at first, but I think now it's a lot easier for me because I, I do read every single day and I listen to um, either a podcast or a motivational video, at, at least one in the morning. And so I'm constantly growing my mindset to where I can coach and, and uplift and encourage anybody regardless of their age and regardless of what state or cir- circumstance I'm at in life because yes everybody has challenges and everybody has things that go on in their life but just because you're dealing with something doesn't mean you can't uplift and encourage somebody else yeah. like you still have the ability to do that it's just you have to co- constantly be working on yourself and that growing that mindset is going to allow you to do that and so yeah, I was challenging in the beginning, but once you master every, it comes down to mastering everything. Once you master that, then then you're good. So I've I've come to that point where I've mastered that. Man, everybody, I need, I need to listen to this girl Kendra Fierce, man. <laughs> Dropping jewels. Dropping Thank jewels. You. Uh so uh last question. Like, have you gotten any have you gotten into any new hobbies uh during this whole quarantine? So it's funny you ask that. I I guess I wouldn't say I got into new hobbies, but I kind of um, reignited old ones. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
you I mean you saw me but um I got back into like playing my guitar and singing a little bit which was something that I really enjoyed doing and I just pushed aside when I got in the grind because I I got so focused that I pushed everything else in my life aside which you you learn through the process um that was one of my learning curves is I I I can't just push everything away yeah but um but yeah I've picked that up and it's it's honestly helped me because it it allowed me to get closer to the Lord and it's helped me to just be at like a peaceful state. Like when I'm doing music, it helps me to be more, more peaceful because I kind of block everything else out, you know? So I got into that a little bit and then, um, on hobbies, I, I read a lot. I mean, I know that's, I, I kind of sound like a boring person because I'm like, oh, I read, I play the guitar and I, I like to just relax. Like, <laughs> I don't, I haven't picked up any like exactly new hobbies, but yeah, I got, I got back into music for sure. That's, that's good, man. I haven't really picked up any new hobbies. Uh, I've just basically, you know what? I mean, is a napping a hobby? Cause I've, I've napped a few times. That's great. I've been, I've, <laughs> I became a dad, you know, um, Oh yeah, I mean, you know, as if you weren't one before. Yeah, like I found out I have a uh, have a ten year old son who likes to skateboard. Just oh, found okay. that out. Uh, that was kind of a shocker. I'm like, what you skateboard? Because because his birthday was on Friday, so he asked my sister to buy him a skateboard. He gets the skateboard in my mind. I'm like, you never talk about skateboarding. You're gonna you don't know how to ride it. You're gonna like try to like lay on it or something. But like, <laughs> I came outside. Like I see him. Like he's really like riding the skateboard. Knows what he's doing turning you're like what i was like yo who just had like where did this happen like where did this where did this come from i was like he's dressed like a scared he got like the ripped jeans some bands <laughs> on i was like yo my son's a scared i didn't even know it like what the heck is going on in my life right now that's funny and then like my daughter i come to find out she's just like me like i knew she was like me but now like, i'm spending so much time she with looks her. like you too though that's another scary part like she's she's your twin yeah like her sarcasm I'm like, dang, like, you're my daughter. Like, she says stuff before <laughs> I can say it. I'm like, ah, that was a good one. You're like, whoa, you just schooled me? What the heck? Yeah, like, she, because she's, like, she's the middle child. So, like, she got an older brother and a younger brother. And they're always, like, yeah. picking on her and messing with her. So, like, she'll just come out of nowhere. Like, she'll, like, tap on them. Like, they all try to roast each other. They're all trash. But then, like, she'll, <laughs> but then, like, she'll say something that's, like, borderline hurtful. And, like, they have nothing to say. They just look at her like, why would you say that? They're like, whoa. Like, like, yeah, why? <laughs> this is rude. Like, she'll be like, yeah, that's why you pee in the bed. Whoa, first of all, why are you? Oh, are shoot. You she went there. She'll go there. And I'm just looking at her like. I got you. Yeah, I that's like, you. Yeah, like, I want to be bad, but, like, the comedian to me is like, ah, that's she You're get. like, dang, I, I kind of taught her that. Yeah, it's like, ah. The dad You're like, like okay, so nice. if I punish her, do I have to punish myself? Yeah, so I'm like, ah, just let that one slide. Hope my wife didn't hear that one, you know? <laughs> But everybody, this has been a great episode. I learned a lot about Kendra Fierce. And uh, you know what, Kendra, why don't you tell them where to reach you out on, uh, on your social media? Yeah, so um, I have a few different social media platforms. I got Instagram. That's my main one. Um, follow me at Kendra Fritz. Um, Fritz is spelled F-R-I-T-T-S because some people want to be butchering my name. Yeah. But um, at Kendra Fritz on Instagram. And then I also have Twitter. It's at Kendra Fritz 1. Um, just getting into that. So... And TikTok too at Kendra Fritz. I mean, they're all the same, so pretty much. But yeah, just just find me, follow me, um, and yeah, I appreciate you for allowing me to be on this with you. It's been, I know we've been talking about this for so long, and it finally was able to happen. So I was super excited when I got the opportunity to be on this amazing podcast with you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, everybody, 
This concludes uh, BD's Universe podcast. I want to thank my special guest today, Kendra Fritz. She's out there killing it. Uh, so tune into it next week. I'm get back on the grind, y'all. I got nothing but time. So I'll holler. Deuces. Deuces.